Hello, welcome to PRBC Worcester podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit of God illuminate your hearts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, is somebody in the house of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank the Lord so much for an opportunity to be in His presence. It's always a joy to enter the house of our God. Amen. I want to thank our Father, Reverend Dr. Kalbedu, for and the leadership for this opportunity to come and share God's. God's word even with us. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning we are before you to hear from you and not from man. We come with our hearts open, Lord, for you to speak to us. We ask for word. We ask for power. We ask for revelations. We ask for healings. We ask for deliverance. Oh God, even as your word comes, turn our hearts onto the right path, oh God. May our feet be established in righteousness and let us go the way that you want us to go. Give us deep understanding of who you are so that we can fulfill our purpose even on the earth according to your plan. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we thank God for this opportunity. Um, the whole of September, we have been looking at the Rima thriving in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And today we are looking at thriving in spiritual gifts. Thriving in spiritual gifts. It means we are going to look at some things about spiritual gifts. We are not going to look at the different types of gifts in detail because that will take a long time. But we are going to look at some things that we need to understand about the dynamics of spiritual gifts. And I believe that they will bless us. Amen. When it comes to spiritual gifts, sometimes I get very, very angry and very disappointed at the church. And the simple reason is that we tend to have a mindset that underestimates people and underestimate the gifts of others, and then we project the gifts of others. What do I mean? I mean that we have a mindset that seems to desire some gifts more than others. And so because of that, we underestimate the gifts of God in others. Hallelujah. But God who is the giver of all the gifts makes us understand through his word that there's no gift that is more important than the other. Hallelujah. So if somebody is able to preach or teach, that gift is not more important than somebody who serves even in the church. Hallelujah. Because if the person who serves in the church does not serve, the preaching cannot go on. So everybody and every gift is very, very important. Hallelujah. There is no one that is more important than the other. And I'll talk more about that as we go along. But I want to set the tone that everyone who is a child of God, everyone who is called of God, everyone who has given his life to Christ, everyone who has received Jesus Christ has gifts. I, I tend to look at it as, God welcoming us, us into his house and then giving us gifts. And so everybody who has been welcomed into the house of God was given gifts even by God. And as a believer, you need to have that mindset. Because, because we have idolized some gifts above others, more so the prophetic giftings above any other gift, you know, many people are not paying attention to the gifts that God has given them. And that has meant that even the church as a body, as I'll talk about, is suffering. Because as um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 will say, 
that if the body were only an eye, what will happen to the body? If the body were only an arm, what will happen to the body? So it means that the body is one and it has many members. And all the members are important. Hallelujah. There is no one member that is unimportant. If you like, cut off your leg right now. Let's see what will happen to you. <laughs> Amen. You begin to suffer in some ways. Because your leg is important. Your eye is important. Even your ear lobe, you may think it's not important. When you cut it off, you will feel an effect. So every member, every child of God is important. And the gifts of God in every child is important. If you are not discovering your gifts, if you are not working in your gifts, it's so difficult for the church to grow. Don't underestimate yourself. Hallelujah. Don't underestimate the gifts that God has placed in you. It is important even to the church. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 4 verse 10. Let's see something from there. John chapter 4 verse 10. This is the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. And the Bible says, And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The emphasis is not on the living water today, but it's if you knew the gift of God. If you were aware of the gifts of God, then you will ask that gift, and that gift will give you something. Hallelujah. And this morning, that gift that God has given to everybody in the whole world is the gift of his son. When we came into Christ, we were wondering before we came, we were wondering in the world. But when the message of the gospel was preached to us, we received Jesus into our hearts. So everybody who is a child of God, the first gift that God gave us is the gift of his son. If you have the son, therefore, the Bible teaches us, then you have the life of God or you have everything. And so Ephesians 1 verse 3 will say that praise be to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, the son of God in heavenly places. And so if you are a child of God, you have received the gift of Christ. You must know that. I'm sure many of us know. But you must know that. You must believe that. And because of that gift you have received, you have access to everything that belongs to God. John chapter 16, Jesus said, All that the Father has is mine. And therefore, I said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will take from what is mine and he will show it to you. All that the Father has belongs to Jesus. And so if you have Jesus, what do you have? You have all that the Father has. Hallelujah. That is a mindset every believer must possess. We are not trying to chase blessings. We are not trying to chase some things. Hallelujah. Because we don't relate to God according to a master and a servant. We relate to God according to a son or a child and a father. And because of that, we inherit from God. So it means that everything that God possesses is our inheritance. I want to lay that foundation. The gifts of God, they are our inheritance. They are not some blessings we are to chase. Hallelujah. They are already ours. They have our names on it because we have received the son of God. Child of God, that is a mindset you must have all the time. Because out of the son that we have received, everything flows. The blessings of God flows through the son. Everything you need, you get access to it because of Jesus. Not because of anything. That is why when we set him aside, the church begins to suffer. But we must not. Amen. But having received the son, the son gave us something. Let's look at it. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. Galatians 3 14. 
the son gave us something. I want us to understand the gifts from this point of view. Because many a times the perception we have is that you are saved and you are there. And then, you know, God will just come and just give you gifts to do his work. And although that is true in some extent, when that is the only understanding you have, it becomes a limitation. Because then you stay at the same place. Thinking that that is all God has for you. Hallelujah. But if you understand it from the point of view that I have the son and the son has given me a gift I'm going to talk about right now, then it means that you have access to every gift. So then you don't become comfortable. You don't stay the same at the same place. As you will see that if he has given you one, he can give you two. If he has given you two, he can also give you three. Because the giver of the one is the giver of the two. Hallelujah. He is the owner of the gifts. Praise God. Galatians 3.14, the Bible says, That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. And so the inheritance we have received through Abraham, that is called the blessing of God, is the promise Holy Spirit. What did Jesus give us when we received the Son? The first thing he gave us was the Holy Spirit. Everybody who comes to Christ receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The same way when Jesus walked on the earth, the first gift the Father gave him was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And so we too, when we come into God, the first gift he gives us is the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the key to everything in the kingdom. Ephesians chapter 2 says, through um, the Holy Spirit, we have access even to the Father. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit, we have access to the Father. It says, through him, we have access to the Father by one Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the connection to everything that is of God. Every inheritance that is in God, we get access to it through the Holy Spirit. That includes the gifts of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. Oh, church, are you here? I have the Holy Spirit living in me. I have access to every blessing of God. Amen. That is the truth. That is our story. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4. Let's see something there. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4. The Bible says, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. It says gifts of the Holy Spirit. When you look at the Greek word gifts, it's talking about merismos. Merismos means division. It means partition. It means separation. It means God, the Holy Spirit, divided himself severally and then came to live in anybody, everybody who comes into Christ. Hallelujah. And that is a testimony of everyone who is saved. I'm just hitting the point because I wanted to settle in our hearts. Amen. You are not just walking as some empty vessel. You are not just walking as somebody who is trying to get blessings from God. You are not just walking even as somebody who is trying to live a holy life so that he will go to heaven. No, that's more than that. Amen. When Jesus walked on the earth, he walked with the consciousness that he was a son of God. When he was speaking about living the earth, he wasn't guessing. He wasn't something that he was trying to, oh, can I do right? Can I do this so that I can go? No. There was a confidence in his heart that he's a son of God. There was a confidence in his heart that when he dies, he is going to the father. That is the confidence he wants us to have. Because we have received the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Amen. Beloved, the Holy Spirit is the custodian of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, of, of God. We'll look at it. In fact, the gifts of God 
are described as the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So it means that the Spirit of God lives in you and he reveals himself and that is what we call the gift of God. So we need to understand it. Everybody who is a child of God has received the Holy Spirit. He is the person of God in you. Let's go to John chapter 15 verse 26. I'll ask scripture on it and we'll just zoom into the gifts. John 15, 26. The Bible says, But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, oh dear God. It says, the spirit of truth. Can you see it? It says, who proceeds from the Father. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit that proceeds from God. Hebrews 2, 4 says it. God releases his spirit into anyone who comes to him. Have that mindset. But the Bible says God is spirit. So in fact, it is God who is living in you by his spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in you. Ephesians 2 says it. We have become a habitation where God dwells by his spirit. Amen. That is our story. And that also means that we have access to every gift that is in God. Praise God. Now, I'm not going to talk about the gifts in detail, but when, it, when we talk about receiving the Holy Spirit, there are three kinds or three sets of gifts we see in the, in the scriptures. Romans chapter 12, you can just write them down, we won't go, go into it. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 8, you have the grace gifts. Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 11 to 12, we have the offices. Some people call it the gifts of Christ. That is the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, and even the prophet. In the first Corinthians 12, 4, um, 4 to 11, we have the gifts of the spirit. Where we have prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and all those things. All these things belong to the church. And all these things are the workings of the Holy Spirit in us. And all these gifts, we have access even to them. But do you believe it? That is a key, as we'll see shortly. That is a key. Do you believe that you have gifts? Or do you just think that our lot is just to come to church and that is the end of the story? No. Beloved, there is an investment that has been made in you. And God is looking for a return on his investment. He imparted the Holy Spirit into you and into me. And he is expecting that he will reap souls and he will reap the expansion of his work. That is a return on God's investment. So we cannot just be churchgoers. We cannot just be people who are working in the world trying to work to make money and to buy houses and build, you know, build houses and buy cars and then we are done. No. Hallelujah. We can't just add to the number because we are different. An investment has been made in you. An investment has been made in me. There has been a deposit. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 calls the Holy Spirit a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance that is in Christ. So he's made a deposit. He's made an investment in you. The question is, how are you walking in those gates? Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. What are they? What are these gates? Then we'll look at why they are important and we'll look at how to walk in them. Hallelujah. What are they? It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Oh, dear God. So Paul felt that the people did not know what the gifts were. And so he sought, set out to teach them what they were. Can I, can I ask you a question? When was the last time you took the pains to study about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you even bought a book on the gifts and you read them? When was the last time you even looked for a message on the gifts to listen to them? Hallelujah. Beloved, it appears that we are distracted by many things. And the things that we have been called to, we have left them untouched. 
And so the deception has been that some people are more anointed than we are. Because what is our lot? We haven't given ourselves to it. There are some believers who are great teachers of the word, but they haven't given themselves to it. There are some people who are mighty prophets, but they haven't given themselves to it. I can count the number of times I've been in meetings that prophecies have come about specific individuals. And these people just don't care. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't, they don't care. They will tell you that, oh, God has the prophetic graces on you. They don't care. They don't do anything about it. They are still ignorant. Hallelujah. Beloved, that must not be your story. That must not be my story. Amen. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. So he's talking to a group of people who were Gentiles, just like us. And who used to follow idols, just as we used to do largely, and some of us used to do specifically. <laughs> Because many of us, maybe we are third generation, so we didn't do it. But some people, they are first generation, so they, they, they did it. Hallelujah. Before Jesus came to save us, we were serving dumb idols. Can you imagine? You go and there's a statuette there, and then you have confidence that this thing that you can kick with your leg can help you. Amen. Isn't this sad? <laughs> so sad. But yes, he says he went to dumb idols. They were dumb. They couldn't speak. But they were confident in that. Go to Ghana and see. People are confident in those things. You know, with uh, this issue of these fake pregnant women and kidnapping and going on, if you have heard it in Ghana. And then one of them cursing. You know, he's, he's confident. And then my wife drew my attention that the guy is wearing some church t-shirt. Oh, mercy Lord. He's wearing a church t-shirt. And he's cursing using dumb idols. That is not our story. Amen. Verse 3, it says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. Now we need to understand that we need to be able to recognize the gifts. Because the Bible makes us understand that even the devil parades himself as the angel of light. And so there may be, there are so many, there's so much counterfeit even in the system. And the way you spot a counterfeit in terms of spiritual gifts is what we are talking about. It says, nobody speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. In other words, there's no one in whom the spirit of God dwells who will speak something against the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to test the authenticity, authenticity of a gift, Check what they have to say about Jesus. Or even if they talk about him at all. There was a time I went to ask the Lord. that the, There are too many people prophesying. Too many doing things. And I was asking, how do I tell the difference? And then he said, only those I have sent can talk about me. And so I decided that no matter who you are, until I hear what you have to say about Jesus, I don't care. You may be the sharpest prophet. I won't pay attention to you. Hallelujah. He says, nobody who is speaking by the Spirit calls Jesus a curse. In other words, what you have to say and do with the Lord determines whether you are from him or you are not. Amen. There are so many voices that are speaking in our days. There are so many people projecting themselves to be what they are not. They are not only fake prophets because those people are not as dangerous. But they are false prophets, and those are much more dangerous. The difference between a fake and a false prophet, a fake prophet is pretending to be a prophet, and so he's speaking from his mind. But a false prophet is speaking with a different spirit. He's sent from the enemy's camp. And they are the most dangerous because they are saying so many things. And in many cases, their voices are even louder than the true voice of God. And too many people are just following them. That's a problem. He says, what have they got to say about Jesus? That is how you authenticate it. Amen. It's not the, the, the magnificence of the miracles. 
or the wildness of the prophecies. <laughs> no. It is all about Jesus. Amen. Then we have the says, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. It means in the oppression of every gift, the Lordship of Jesus must be acknowledged. When that is not done, run away from that place. Run away from that person. Because we, we know it. I mean, many of us go on several, um, what do you call it, prayer lines and so many connections we have. Oh, we are not ignorant, please. And we are not dumb. <laughs> Amen. Yes, you may feel led to do something, but please, he gives us the yardstick to measure. Because before you realize, you are heaping demonic manipulations upon yourself. And so you can see that a believer is going to church and may have a challenge. But then he goes to a place, has no idea what spirit is in oppression, and then it keeps compounding. It's like every day there is another dimension to the problem. That is a sign that is a contrary spirit in oppression. That the source where you are going to, there is a problem. And you need to wake up. Amen. In any case, why are you not confident that God can solve the problem? That is what the challenge is. Hallelujah. And so every day you wake up, there's a new fresh, there's fresh trouble. It keeps compounding, it keeps building. Can't you step out of yourself and see, mm, this is the problem. This person who has been speaking has never said anything about Jesus. This person who has been speaking has never acknowledged the Lordship of Christ. What am I doing still paying attention to this person? In any case, why am I paying attention to them in the first place? Hallelujah. Because you too, you have the Holy Spirit. Amen. You need to know these things. We need to know them. Because the days and the times we live in are dangerous. And trust me, it's not going to get better. Because demons have been released in large numbers. And they are manifesting in various forms and various shapes. And the saddest thing is that many are even trooping into the churches. So even in a church, you need to make sure that whatever you are partaking in, you are measuring by the word. Hallelujah. Like I used to, I used to talk, it, uh, talk about it with um, Elder Nadi. This is the fetish priests, they have all open churches. So you can't even tell the difference between what is a real church and what is a true church. Hallelujah. You need the word. You need to follow the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7. Let's see something there. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to everyone for the profit of all. It says the manifestation of the spirit. That is what he's calling the spiritual gift. So the gift that the Holy, Jesus gave us was the Holy Spirit. And it says when the Holy Spirit manifests himself, that is a gift. It says he's given to each one. Do you see it? And the verse says to everyone. So it means everyone has it. You have it. I have it. It says, for the profit of all, or as another version puts it, for the common good. It means I need the gift that is in you, and you need the gift that is in me. My life depends on a gift that is in you, and your life depends on a gift that is in me. It's one of the reasons why when we don't take part of the communion, 1 Corinthians 11 says, and we have hatred in our hearts towards our brothers. We deny ourselves access to each other's gifts. And so when you continue to the tell, and he says, some people fall sick and some even die. Because your brother has a gift of healing. But here's a case where you hate the brother. You don't want to see the brother's face. For whatever reason, you know, you're the only person who knows. But you are sick. You need a grace that is on him. And so what happens? Confusion in the body. Beloved, this is not an independent venture. He did not save us to walk as, you know, soloists. 
Amen. No. We are groups. We are part of a body. One body. And so, one person cannot be free. Another person cannot be free. No. And the Bible says rightly that if one person is hurting, the whole body is hurting. If you want to experiment, hit your toe against the table. Just hit your toe against the table. You understand? You feel it. Your brain cannot think. Your hand cannot do anything. You are stuck until that thing is addressed. Yeah. It's the same thing. So we are, we are interconnected. That's the point I'm making. I'm never a believer in individual pursuits. Because that is not the mindset of the kingdom. And that was not what Jesus came to do. He came for everyone so that we become one body. I need your gifts. You need my gifts. I need you. You need me. Praise God. How are we to understand the gifts? Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Going. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Going. How are we to understand the gifts? The Bible says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you. So pay attention. He says he's talking to everyone. He's not talking to a group of people. So he says, By the grace which has been given to me, I'm speaking to everyone. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. He says, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. I'll explain. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Wow. Now the faith he's talking about here is not saving faith. The faith he's talking about here, when we go down, we'll see it. He's talking about the faith to walk in spiritual gifts. But then he says, God has distributed to who? Each of you. So it means there is a faith you must have before you can prophesy. There is a faith you must have before you can teach. There is a faith you must have before you can serve. Everybody has been given that faith according to the gifts that they have. And so he says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Because the, the, the gift of prophecy is not more important than the gift of teaching. And the gift of teaching is no more important than the gift of serving. And so you ought not to think of yourself that because you prophesy, you are better than others. That's a lie. Hallelujah. He says, but think of yourself with sober judgment because you belong to the body. Praise God. So not only did he give us faith to be born again, he also gave us faith so that we can walk in the gifts he has given us. Let's go to verse 4. It says, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Do you see it? So prophecy has a different function. Preaching or teaching has a different function. Giving has a different function. And serving has a different function. But it's all part of the body. So you can't look at yourself and think that you are better than another person. No. It doesn't work that way. Amen. Let's continue. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. Wow. This is, this is deep, right? I belong to you and you belong to me. You can't hate if you're a Christian. It's, a, it's, it's an error. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because how do you hate your brother? He says, your brother belongs to you and you belong to him. Can you hate yourself? No. Do you hate yourself? No. Hallelujah. Let's continue. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. You see, the faith that was given to you to prophesy, prophesy in accordance to that. If I don't have that faith, to prophesy and I want to prophesy, there will be confusion. Because I don't have it. What am I going to say? When you intrude into a space that is not yours, there's a problem. Because the hand can never be the leg. Amen. Please continue. 
If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. Eight. If it is to encourage, then encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. You see, all these things are gifts. Giving is a gift. You know that, right? Yes. That's why you can find some people who make a lot of money, but they are not able to give beyond a certain amount. They don't have the faith. Amen. But there are others, they may not have a lot, but they give a lot. I remember Pastor always says it, that our mothers don't earn as much as we, the young people, we do. But they are the ones holding the church because they give more than we do. And that's an error. There's something they have seen, we need to see it. And we need to pray for that faith so that we can also give. Amen. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So the, how you must see the gift is that you are not, in Ghana we say, Ankunam. You are not a lonely spirit trying to prove a point that you have a power. That me, I can do this. No. But you are part of a body that ought to function. You ought to do your part. And also recognize that others are also doing their part. And so don't underestimate anyone. But rather encourage. Amen. I think I've said the point. It means, let me go through what is here. They are meant to be used to serve the church. That's the gift. Every member has them. They are different. And one of the things you will notice is that when we got saved, the gifts began to operate. When we got saved, yes. Some of us, when we got saved, we began to have these dreams. And then they come to pass. God will show you things in the future and they come to pass. That's a gift of word of wisdom. Some, some will say that, as for me, if I'm going to run an examination, I get visions about the questions. That's a gift. Some of us don't have it. We wish we had it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, we wish we had it. That would be great for us. But some people have it. Some will say that, you know, when something important is about to happen in my life, I, I sense it. How, what is that? It is a gift of the word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit is alerting you that something is going to happen. Do you see it? So everybody, when we enter the faith, God gave us something. And one thing I've learned is that he's trying to encourage us to pursue more. But some of us, we stay at that place. And so our experience always is, you know, when something is about to happen, I feel it. But we must grow to then be able to receive the revelation of what that thing is. Hallelujah. Do you see it? He's giving us gifts to encourage us to pursue him even the more so that he can give us more. Everybody has it. Everybody. Some people, you know, they were very selfish. But when they got saved, the way they serve in the church, that is a gift. It came, when, it came to us when we came into Christ. Another thing we must recognize that the gifts are not ours. They were given to us according to God's grace. Hallelujah. And so if somebody has given you a gift, it means there is a giver of the gift that you give account to. And so the way you carry yourself with a gift, it should be something different. Else you get into trouble. Amen. The last part, the importance of the gifts. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12 going. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Hallelujah. And before I touch on that, we must understand that the gifts are the weapons of our warfare. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4 shows us that it says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. And it says, The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Hallelujah. The gifts, they are our weapons. If you, especially the, one, the ones in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The revelation gifts. And then the, even the gifts of prophecy. They are weapons. They are the tools he has equipped the church with to fight. Because the dispensation we live in and the times we live in, the devil is here too. He's also doing his work. Do you know the work of the devil? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. 
And guess what? He's not only pursuing those who are in the world, he's pursuing the church even the more. So how we fight is through the gifts. And that is why we need you and you need me. Because if the Lord has given you the gifts of discernment of spirits, and then you are not walking in the gifts, I'm in trouble. And I keep saying it. Because if an attack is coming, something is going to happen, I already know. And before long, it sweeps us and we all take it by surprise. Meanwhile, there's a grace in you that could have benefited us. Hallelujah. They are the weapons of our warfare. Every time we engage the gifts, we defeat the enemy. Every time we respond to a vision, respond to a prophecy, we push the enemy back. Because if not, then we are in trouble. Because, listen, the day you became a child of God, that day the enemy set his eyes on you. Whether you like it or not. I hear it all the time and I just laugh. Some people say, oh me, I don't worry anybody. I don't trouble anybody. I don't hate anybody. I don't do negative things against people. And the expectation is that then the enemy will let them go. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. The moment you become a child of God, you become the sworn enemy of the devil. Hallelujah. And Paul said it. He says, even though we are walking in the flesh, we don't battle according to the flesh. So it means, number one, we are in a battle. And number two, we have weapons, but the weapons are not natural weapons. So I can't come to somebody and punch them in the face. No. But I must speak the word. I must pray. Hallelujah. And then whatever spirit is using the person will be defeated. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians 4.12. It says, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So the church will not grow if you are not working in gifts. In fact, the gifts are primarily to grow the church. The fruits are primarily to maintain the church. So if the gifts are not in manifestation, the church will not grow. Yes. It also means within the church, the enemy is getting the upper hand. And so there's stunted growth. Hallelujah. The reason why you must get up and I must get up. The reason why you must pray and I must pray. So that our gifts will manifest fully and so that we can grow even the church. Hallelujah. 13. Until we all reach the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's one of the most loaded scriptures in the whole Bible. Because if you want to unpack it, it will take a long time. But all, along and short is that we will come to a place of agreement in faith that will be one. And number two, we will all experience Christ Jesus. We will know him intimately so that we can mature. That's all he's saying. Hallelujah. So it means that it is coming in agreement in the faith, becoming one, and also knowing Jesus intimately is how we mature and how we grow. Amen. That's all. Let's go to 14. Let's go to 15. Let's go to 16. Yes, I'm intentionally doing that because of time. Then he says, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. I've shared this scripture before. Grows and builds itself in love as each part does its work. Do you see it? The, the King James will say, according to what every joint supplies. So it means there is a contribution you must bring, and there's a contribution I must bring. And that is how the, the church grows and builds itself. Hallelujah. You have a part to play. Listen, the, if the church is going to grow, it doesn't depend only on the pastor. Because the pastor is only a single person. It doesn't depend only on the leaders because there are a few people. It depends on the contribution of the whole church. Everybody who is a member. That is why you must not just be a Sunday church member. Hallelujah. That is why you must not just come to church only on Sundays. If we are meeting on Zoom on Wednesdays, you must be there so that you will learn 
and so that you will grow so that you will supply do you see it because if you are ignorant you cannot grow and if you are not growing you are not supplying and so the church seems to be stagnant but it ought not to be so praise God you see every day you don't pray for the church the church suffers every day you are not contributing to the church the church suffers because he says the growth of the church is according to what you supply and what I supply. Praise God. So important. That's it. And the last one, it gives the church, they give the church an advantage. They give the church an advantage. So it means that if you are not operating in spiritual gifts, the church is losing an advantage. Hallelujah. It means the enemy is getting the upper hand. And that must not be so. Amen. Anything that is born of God, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Everything that is born of God overcomes this world. And this is the victory that overcomes this world. It says, even our faith. So, so long as we are born of God, we have the advantage. But if we are not activating our faith, because it says, it is the faith that overcomes. If you are not walking in the faith and the gifts are not manifesting, then it looks like we are at a disadvantage. But that is not so. Amen. At lastly, in conclusion, I'll talk about how we work in the gifts, but I'll talk about only one aspect. And I've put here consistency in prayer and the word. Consistency in prayer and the word. That is how to work in the gifts. To be consistent in prayer and even in the word. Let's look at something from Acts chapter 10, verse 9, verse 10. And I want to speak to something there, and then we can end. Hallelujah. There is a man that God used, Acts chapter 9, verse 10, in an extraordinary way. And the man was neither a pastor, the man was neither an elder, and the man wasn't even a deacon. His name was Ananias. When you read the book of Acts 10, it says, in Damascus, there was a disciple. No title to his name. Nothing. The Bible doesn't say that he was an evangelist. Because if he was a deacon, he would have said it. If he was an evangelist, he would have said it. When you go to Acts, it says, when they went to the house of the Philip the evangelist, they mentioned his title. But this one, it says, he's a disciple. Just an ordinary person. Or someone without designation. But if you go through... Acts chapter 9, verse 10 to 18. Almost every gift that the Bible talks about, you see it there. You see miracles. You see healing there. You see word of knowledge there. You see word of wisdom there. You see prophecy there. But the Bible calls him a disciple. Amen. So you don't have to have a title to walk in gifts. That's all I'm saying. Hallelujah. It's not when they make you something that the gifts come. No, the gifts ought to be there. The title only affirms it. And then you operate in it. The question is, you, are you a disciple of Christ? If you are, then where are the gifts? Because everybody has them. Let's go to verse 11. Acts 9, 11. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on straight street and that's where a man from Tarsus named Saul for he is praying think about it word of knowledge there right there do you see the Holy Spirit says he is praying how is he supposed to know that Paul is praying it was the gifts of the Holy Spirit verse 12 in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight miracle Healing there. Are you seeing it? Verse 13. Lord answered Ananias. Initially he resisted. I have heard many reports about this man. And all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. 14. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. 15. But the Lord said to him, Go, this man is my chosen instrument. To proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Prophecy. 
Are you seeing it? But he's an ordinary person. His name is Ananias. Nobody knows anything about him. He has no title that he can boast about. But two-thirds of the New Testament was written by Apostle Paul. He is the one the Lord used to bring Paul in, to establish Paul, and to release Paul into his ministry. Are you, are you hearing me? But this is a disciple. No title to his name. So you may be sitting down thinking that, oh, I don't have any title. No, that is not it. God has his spirit in you. God has his gifts in you. And he wants to use you. But like I said, if we don't give ourselves to prayer and to his word, we may not even know what gifts we have. And we'll not be able to walk even in that. Child of God, this morning there is only one message he has sent me to tell you. There are gifts in you. And it's time to let those gifts manifest. Amen. Can we be on our feet as we enter into a short time of prayer? Just begin to pray in the language of the spirit. You have heard the word of God. God is not looking at titles. He's looking for faithful men. He's looking for willing vessels. He's looking for committed people. Pray, pray, pray. As you pray in the language of the spirit, examine yourself. As you are praying, examine yourself. What has been my role in the church? Examine yourself. When I came into the faith, there were gifts that I had. Sometimes we're even walking in the gifts. What has happened to those gifts? Pray, pray, pray. And as you are praying, think about these things. Think about these things. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let him talk to you. Let him minister to you. Let him talk to you. Let him minister to you. Let him talk to you. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Lebos, Brekade, Rababa, Sande, Legadeske, Rebonde, Ibre, Sidala Habaskebede, Rebandos, Papa Laba, Rebolia Sikate, Lagada, Rebonde, Sintalabade, Rabos, Apalabada, Yandele, Silaboski. Raporia Sitalava, Caberia Son de la Lepa, Raban de la Lepa, Asin Telele, Rabus Apa, Regandos Alibalava, Yapelelepa, Adibos Andi Ale, Recade Sitalaya, Rapapalapa, In de la Sita. Rebos Apariandaba, Yandelele, Lepandele, Recolia Sitalaya, Epelele, Handilia Silaboski, Apalalalapa, Elebelele, Lepandava, Yapelelepa, Ayapa, Ayapa. Oh, pray, pray, pray. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Idelelelele. Asuntalayapa. Ayapa. 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 Idelelelelele. Ayapa. Ayapelelelepa. Iyapa. Ayapa. Palantelelelelepa. Palantelelelelepa. Iyapa. I want us to pray that something the Lord was ministering to me about. He says that many of us, or for some of us, the reason why we are not walking in the gifts 
as he has given them to us is deception deception and let me explain is that some of us made some mistakes and because of those mistakes we have allowed ourselves to be deceived into thinking that God has rejected us number one that God is angry with us number two and that God cannot restore us and it says and for those people it's one of the reasons why the gifts are not in oppression because of some mistakes they did in the past but beloved the blood of Jesus is far greater than your mistakes Amen. hallelujah Listen, there's nobody God uses who is perfect. Read your Bible, you will see it. And so we ought not to stay at the same place because of something in the past. Go before him and let it down and let it go. He's the restorer of broken walls. Hallelujah. He's the repairer of the breach. Let's pray right now. Talk to the Lord. If there is any self-deception in my life, Lord, I yield it and I surrender it. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray about it. Lagos, Alabadele Brabada. Reboria Suntalayabade. Radolela Sintalayaba. Reboria Sundelele. Yapeleleleva. Haria Sumapa. Haria Sulapa. Epalalapa. Epalalapa.
Somebody sing that song in faith. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift our hands in surrender as we take the song again. William, take it again. Break me and just sing it from the depths of your heart in anticipation. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. lifted up just ask him to restore ask him to renew ask him to revive oh Jesus oh Jesus oh Jesus Yes, Lord, afresh, fall afresh on me. Lift your hands still. Say, Lord, let there be a renewal in my heart. Let there be a restoration. A restoration. A restoration. A restoration. Oh yes. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Spirit of God. Fall afresh on your people, O God. Fall afresh on your people, O God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For some of us, there's a restoration. You know, we used to walk in the discernment of spirit so strongly. We used to see. But we don't anymore. But today, there is a restoration. Hallelujah. Some of us used to give us visions about what was to come. But some of us don't even remember our dreams anymore. But today there is a restoration. Hallelujah. There is a restoration. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Let there be a restoration in the lives of your people. Rekindle every dormant gift that is in our hearts even today. Some of us, we used to sing. We don't sing anymore. Let there be a restoration in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let there be a restoration, oh God. Every opposition, we bind it today in Jesus' name. Everything that is sitting on your spirit. We plead the blood against that thing. 
and we banish it from your life break in the name of Jesus out of us Lord let the liberty of God be the portion of your people even this morning oh Lord we thank you oh Lord we thank you can you just put your right hand on your chest even as I pray In the name of Jesus, I release the supremacy of the blood upon your children even today. Every limitation, oh God, we remove it in Jesus' name. Every limitation in spiritual exploits, may it be taken away in Jesus' name. We rekindle every gift. We open every stopped ear. We open every blinded eye. In Jesus' name. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. In Jesus' name. Those of us who have been put on the wrong path spiritually. Lord, we correct it today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you for your touch, Amen. even this morning. Fill us anew. Fill us afresh. Let there be a lifting, oh God, from today. In Jesus' name. Everything that is a weakness that holds your people bound, today we break it in Jesus' name. Every cycle that keeps your children stagnated, we break the cycle in Jesus' name. Let there be liberty in the spirit. Let there be liberty in the spirit, O God. And I plead the blood, O God, for protection. And I plead the blood, O God, for protection. That be a shield about us. That nothing can have us anymore. In Jesus' name. Thank you that you have answered us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you.